0: And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 29th of March. In your squiz today, regulators back Aussie banks, Oliver Shull's granted bail, Myanmar's turmoil continues and a Carbonara conundrum. This is your squiz today. Claire, there's been a lot of talk about the banking crisis overseas, particularly in the US and Switzerland, which is where there's been some really high-profile bank failures and buyouts, and it's been tough to get a grasp on what all of that means for Oz. But yesterday, John Lonsdale, who's the boss of Financial Regulator, the Australian Prudential Regulation Authority, which is a bit of a mouthful, (laughs) said the Aussie banking system is among the strongest and most resilient in the world. Alice, I reckon going forward, we should call them APRA. We'll just lock (laughs) that down at this part of the story.
1: (laughs) But what Lonsdale says is that Australians' $8.2 trillion in assets are in safe hands. He also says that the domestic banking system has been bolstered by safeguards that go above and beyond minimum international standards. Uh, It comes following the collapse in confidence following the United States state silicon bank and signature bank collapses Uh, also switzerland's credit Suisse needed an emergency buyout Mm -hmm. and that's got many bank customers and investors wondering how safe their financial institution is that's included in australia lonsdale says but he added that there's a safety net that's been developed here in the wake of the 2008 global financial crisis Uh, that's things like a government guarantee on deposits of up to 250 $50,000. He says that that's upped Aussie's confidence in
0: our financial system. Yeah. And Lonsdale also says that regulators like APRA are vigilant in their monitoring of banks, insurers and superannuation funds. Expert Michael Lawrence backed that up yesterday. He says that since APRA's formation in 1998, no Australian has ever lost even one cent of their retail deposit. And that's a fancy way of saying their money.
1: Yeah, their money in their own bank. And others say, though, be a bit more wary. ANZ boss Shane Elliott is one who says that because of the turmoil in the global economy at the moment, as well as the banking system, that it's better to be a bit more safety-oriented as we enter the coming months. And as a result of the turmoil, what analysts say has been quite an interesting development is that many investors are going back to cryptocurrency. That's because it's a different option to the traditional banks. But what it's also done is seen the regulators really refocus on those billionaire bosses of the major digital currency firms. Uh, There have long been calls to make them comply with traditional finance law. But one that's really going down this line is America's Commodity Futures Trading Commission. Yesterday, it moved against the world's biggest crypto exchange, Binance, also its CEO and founder, Changpeng Zhao.
0: Yeah, the regulator alleges Binance has been operating an illegal exchange and a sham compliance program. The company, for its part, though, has called the move unexpected and disappointing, Analysts say it could see Binance banned from operating in the US, which would have a massive impact on cryptocurrency markets more broadly. And from all of that, you can see that there's a lot going on in the international banking world at the moment. So we've done our shortcut on it this week and it will come out tomorrow. Oliver Schulz is the former SAS soldier who became the first Aussie serviceman to be charged with committing a war crime. It was all over accusations that he murdered an Afghan civilian back in 2012. He was arrested last week and was in custody, but yesterday he was granted bail by a Sydney court over fears for his safety, Claire.
1: Yeah, and he was due to be held in custody until the criminal proceedings concluded, which uh, the experts say could take some years. But Magistrate Jennifer Atkinson found that there were exceptional circumstances to grant Shul's bail. Uh, She acknowledged that he would be in danger wherever he was detained because it's like
0: that he would have to mix with Islamic extremists or sympathisers. And since Shul's arrest, there's been quite a bit said about the risks that he and others who might be charged face from Muslim extremists. The conditions of his bail include a security deposit of $200,000, daily reporting to the police, a nightly curfew and a ban on contacting any ex-colleagues. His case, meanwhile, returns to court in May. Myanmar's military leader has vowed to take what he calls decisive action against anyone who resists the country's military rule, Claire. Senior General Minang Halang spoke alongside tanks and missiles during the National Armed Forces Day. And
1: it's a bit of a rare appearance from him too. He hasn't said a whole lot about exactly what's happening in Myanmar and the military's approach, Uh, but he has delivered that speech to about 8,000 of his service members saying that they need to take action against those who are trying to devastate the country. Just to give a bit more background, Minang Halang has been essentially the leader of Myanmar since the 2021 coup. Uh, That's when the military pushed out the elected government that was led by Aung San Suu Kyi. And since then, there's been a bit of a people's uprising, the People's Defence Forces, which is made up of armed civilians who are against the military junta. They've grown, and these days,
0: more than a third of townships aren't under full military control. And since that coup in 2021, more than 3,000 people have been killed and more than a million have been displaced. And the military has been accused of killing civilians as it cracks down on its critics. The latest developments come as elections that were promised by Minang Halung have been delayed, with no new date confirmed. Claire, it's a great time to start stargazing over the next couple of weeks. That's because we'll be treated to a rare celestial sight. Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter and Uranus will all align with the moon in the night sky. It's
1: called a planetary parade, which sounds quite quaint. (laughs) Uh, It can be seen from anywhere in the world. All you really need is a pair of binoculars, clear skies, a good view of the western horizon right after sunset And while we're talking about astronomy, there was a new study out yesterday that found that there's tiny beads on the moon's surface, and they could potentially contain billions of tonnes of extractable water. Uh, What that means, of course, is that it's got implications for future journeys there, but they were brought back to Earth by a China mission in 2020.
0: Yeah, scientists say that it's a huge breakthrough in the bid to set up a space agency base on the moon, essentially because because it would provide an accessible source of water along with hydrogen and oxygen, which are all of the essentials. Apparently we need those things. Claire, carbonara has a really special place in my heart because it was the first pasta dish I learned to make and I always thought it was an authentic Italian dish but that's all been thrown into disarray because of an Italian academic.
1: (laughs) Alice, from the last couple of weeks I've taken out that I need your Jamie Oliver cheesecake and now (laughs) I'm lining up for your carbonara as well. (laughs) Yeah, Alberto Grandi, he's a professor in food history at the University of Parma. Palmer. he talks a pretty big game. He reckons that carbonara is an American dish. Uh, he also says that the only place these days to buy Parmesan cheese that's authentic is in the United States state uh, of Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, he's apparently known for making bold statements and this one has angered some of his fellow countrymen. They've called it a surreal attack against symbolically Italian food. <laughs> so it's fair to say Grandy's not scored any brownie points at home, Claire.
1: Yeah, or, or pasta <laughs> points even
0: is the day, Claire? What's on the calendar for today? Uh,
1: Today is Piano Day. It's held on the 88th day of the year because there's 88 keys on the piano. So to anyone like me who suffered through years of piano lessons, or if you're more talented than me and you actually enjoyed it, (laughs) (laughs) it wouldn't be hard to be more talented than me on the piano. Happy Piano Day to you.
0: Claire, I don't think you know this about me, but I actually still take piano lessons to this day. And I didn't realise Piano Day was day was a thing. There you go. (laughs) A day for all of us. (laughs) And also just a quick reminder that the latest episode of How Far We've Come is out. That's the six-part financial history podcast that we've been working on with NGS Super. You can find it in your Squiz Today podcast feed. Have a great Wednesday. We'll be back with you again tomorrow. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.